that one. Am I ready? Hi everyone, um, thanks for joining us today. We are starting our new series, which is called Journey into Pregnancy and Beyond. And we are offering a free one hour class here at the Santa Clarita Birth Center on the last Sunday of every month at 11 a.m. And today's our first class and we're talking about um, the idea of getting pregnant. So we're gonna begin this whole annual, this one year series starting with the concept of getting pregnant, and we're going to take you all the way through each month. We're going to go from preconception to the first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, all the way through to when you're ready to go and have your next baby. So thanks for joining us today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you all here in person whenever you can make it in our subsequent classes. Um, so today we're going to talk about this idea of getting pregnant. So many people throughout their um, life cycle, there's, there's a time frame where we are really trying not to get pregnant, um, where it may not be the appropriate time. So we, we know all about the measures to take usually on how to prevent getting pregnant. And then once we decide that it's time to have a baby, we get really nervous and we wonder, okay, how do we do this thing? What do I do? And so it's really important um, to be conscious about this choice, obviously, because there are things you can do to just get your body ready for that pregnancy. It's basically, we call it, you know, laying the foundation. Because what you do three to four months prior to getting pregnant will really affect that first trimester. Um, especially because in that first trimester, things go kind of haywire. We don't want to eat, we can't drink. All those superfoods that we love to eat suddenly don't taste good. And we get very concerned in that first trimester that we're doing some damage to this brand new little baby that's growing in there. But the truth is, it matters what you did the three, four months prior to getting pregnant. So when you've decided that you think it's a good time, the first things we want to do for your body is um, get a checkup. It's always a good idea to go to a healthcare provider, a midwife, um, a gynecologist, a nurse practitioner, um, someone that can do a well person exam. So that means go in and get that pap done prior to getting pregnant, making sure that everything is fine. There are no issues, no abnormal paps that have to be taken care of. Um, you're going to be checked for any STDs to make sure that the environment is safe for you to get pregnant. Um, so you can do that, like I said, with anyone. So nurse practitioners are wonderful, uh, obstetrician, gynecologists are wonderful, and midwives, both licensed midwives, certified professional midwives, and certified nurse midwives all working in an out-of-hospital setting, we all do those preconception counseling appointments for you. Um, and then you would want to stop taking whatever birth control method that you're using if you are using some kind of method. So obviously you're going to stop taking any hormonal birth control pills. You might um, make an appointment to get your IUD removed. Um, don't put the neutering back in. Don't renew your depo shot. All of those things. Um, stop using any barrier methods, obviously. And some other things you want to do is you want to start to be aware of your fertility. So this is also helpful if you aren't using any kind of hormonal, hormonal birth control. You might be using natural family planning, which is taking control of your fertility, knowing when you ovulate, getting really comfortable with what your body is doing, right? Understanding your cycles. So many women will have a 28-day cycle. And we know that we ovulate about 14 days after the first day of your cycle. 
So start tracking, get an app. There are all kinds of awesome free apps that you can download. You can get um, calendars. You can just jot notes in a notebook. Um, but you wanna start tracking the first day of your last period, right? Start tracking the first day of that period. And then another thing you could start doing is checking your basal body temperature. So a basal body temperature, it's nothing special. It's just your resting body temperature. So you wanna get just a handy dandy, reliable thermometer. And you wanna check your temperature first thing in the morning before you do anything. So it just sits there right by your nightstand before you get up, before you go pee, before you eat anything, before any kind of intimacy in the morning. You're gonna take that basal body temperature, you're gonna stuck it into your tongue, and you're gonna check your body temperature. And you're gonna make a little note on a graph or chart it in your little um, fertility app that you've downloaded on your phone. And you're gonna track that basal body temperature because an indicator that you have ovulated is an increase in this basal body temperature by about uh, four tenths of a point. So that means you wake up in the morning, you stick that thermometer underneath your tongue. Mm, bing, it goes off. You look at it and it's 98.0. Okay, chart it down. Keep doing that, keep doing that every day. And then all of a sudden you notice, oh, it's 98.4. That's four tenths a point above. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if it's gonna keep going up, which is an indication that you have already ovulated. Not an indication that you're about to ovulate. And conception, you need to get it right before you ovulate or right when you ovulate, not after you ovulate. So this basal body temperature tracking, the reasons you wanna do it prior to conception is because you wanna start tracking so you have an idea, okay, I seem to be ovulating. My basal body temperature is going up by four tenths of a point two to three days in a row. There's a rise in your basic basal body temperature indication that your progesterone is increasing. Progesterone is the hormone that helps us maintain a healthy pregnancy, right? As that progesterone level rises, it creates a really healthy uterine lining, does all kinds of things to help make sure that that fertilized egg can stick and stick around, right? So the rate, the rise in that basal body temperature is an indicator that your progesterone levels are going up. So you do that for two months or so, three months or so, and you see, oh, looks like I must ovulate day 14 or day 18, because going back to the first day of your last, first day of your period, right? If you track it, your basal body temperature starts to go up day 16, you probably ovulated day 15 or 14. So you're gonna see what that pattern is. You can have a little graph and you're gonna notice it. Um, and so if you're not noticing that basal body temperature rise, then the question is, what, what's your progesterone doing? What, what kind of ovulation is going on here? So you're gonna keep tracking it. And if you don't notice any basal body temperature rising, then you might wanna do some things to help increase your progesterone, right? That's the next thing we really look at in maintaining a healthy pregnancy. And some progesterone ideas, you wanna eat a healthy diet, right? You wanna create this strong foundation for your body. So diet is important because it's gonna help maintain your progesterone. It's also gonna give you some really healthy eating habits that you're going to fall back on once you hit that second trimester, third trimester, and once the new baby is here. Um, I left out the first trimester component because many women can't seem to maintain a healthy diet, and that's okay in that first trimester, but you've already established some healthy habits 
by eating well prior to conception. And you also want to get your, you know, you want your physical body to be in a condition that you're happy with. Nobody is ever perfectly happy with their body. Everybody wants to lose some weight. Everybody wants to gain some weight. Everyone thinks that, you know, we could always tweak our bodies a little bit. So realistically waiting for the perfect body before you can get pregnant. I mean, that's, that's not really realistic because there, there is no perfect body, right? But if you feel like you're carrying around 30 extra pounds and you're feeling like you want to lose a little bit of that before conception, it's a good time to do that. Or you want to even put on some body weight. Say you're an athlete and you have like zero body fat and you're not cycling regularly. You might need to back off a little bit on some of that exercise, get a little bit of body fat on to your body so you can maintain a healthy pregnancy. Um, so by eating healthy, we're also going to ensure that we're having some healthy nutrients in our body that increase our progesterone. So some of those healthy foods are um, seeds, pumpkin seeds, almonds, I wrote a list. Um, Pumpkin seeds, all kinds of nuts, almonds specifically. Almonds and walnuts are really good for increasing your progesterone. Um, dark green leafies, so one of my favorite things to eat on a daily basis, sometimes twice a day, are super nutrient dark green leafies. So um, if you follow us on Facebook regularly and you've seen our Midwife Mondays, which every Monday we do this Facebook Live and we talk about nutrition, we talk about a variety of things, one thing I often talk about are these uh, micronutrients. We, we um, sell a product called uh, Green Spectrum or uh, Power Shake, but there are a variety of products out there that are quite good. And those micronutrients are spirulina, chlorella, alfalfa, dandelion, um, nettle, kale, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, um, chard, collard greens, beet greens, right? Those dark, dark leafies. Not just your leafy salad greens, but we're talking about those dark green leafies. Spinach is one of them. So I do a powder every morning, not that I'm trying to get pregnant or anything, but um, because I, I want to maintain a healthy diet and I want to feel good, right? Because I am very busy, I catch a lot of babies, so I don't want to get sick. So I do these microgreens every morning and I eat a ton of dark green leafy vegetables. This morning I had for breakfast, I had Brussels sprouts, cabbage, kale, um, and it was like this cruciferous blend with some grass-fed organic butter and two yummy grass, um, you know, pastured yummy eggs. Um, because I do partake in animal products. But if you are a vegan, a vegetarian, and you don't partake in animal products, you can still get those nice, dark, rich, leafy greens. Um, you can do seeds and nuts, and all of those things are good for an overall healthy body, plus they're good for increasing your progesterone. Um, so spinach, almonds, pumpkin seeds, beans, um, B6, a methylated B complex is a really healthy thing to do. A prenatal vitamin is a really great thing to do because it has uh, a B complex in there, specifically B6, um, which is really good for your progesterone. So we talk about methylated B complex because methylation is sort of this simplistically, it's a process that it's already broken down, so it's easy for your body to absorb that B complex. So taking a prenatal vitamin with a methylated 
bees in it or methylated folic acid. Many of you are already familiar, if you're thinking about getting pregnant, what folic acid is. So folate, methylfolate, folic acid. That's something that people talk about all the time. We like particularly methylfolate. So that makes that folic acid that's really important in, the, in your entire pregnancy, but more specifically in the first trimester, which again, you wanna get that in prior to getting pregnant, um, we want you to get about 800 micrograms of folic acid. So we like you to get that in a methylfolate form. So I know that your body can absorb the folic acid. About 25% of the population has um, a condition called MTHFR, right? Methyl, it's an inability to absorb folic acid. And we know that if we give it to you in the methylated form, already broken down, your body can absorb it if you have this condition that makes this MTHFR condition. Um, so when you're looking at a prenatal vitamin, you want to turn it over, look at the ingredients, and you want to look to see that your folic acid says from methylfolate, and you're looking at about 800 micrograms or more of methylfolate in that prenatal vitamin. Um, and again, that's going to help what folic acid does or methylfolate does is it helps prevent neural tube defects in that first trimester, right? When you conceive and the and the sperm gets to the egg and there's all that fertilization and then it implants. During those really critical weeks, your baby's um, spinal column is being developed, the, the base of the brain, the central nervous system, and we want to make sure that there are no neural tube defects at that time. And um, folic acid is what we have determined in all the research is helps decrease those neural tube defects. So. Preconception, you're going to make sure your diet is really good. You're looking at, again, you're looking at those rich micronutrients from those dark greens. So you're getting foods that support progesterone. You're getting foods that support your methylfolate. You're perhaps taking a very uh, high-quality prenatal vitamin, which the makes it a high quality is that it's got methylfolate in it. Um, and you are also looking at some other things that help with your progesterone or magnesium and zinc. So in these first few months prior to getting pregnant, you want to make sure that your foods are high in magnesium and zinc. And uh, we also know that about 750 milligrams of extra vitamin C help with your progesterone as well. So magnesium is important. So some ways for magnesium are, surprise, surprise, the same things that are in helping with your progesterone, right? So your magnesium are nuts, pumpkin seeds, black beans specifically, whole grains, and spinach. Really great ways to get your magnesium. And for your zinc, a lot of the similar things are um, pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds, man. Pumpkin seeds are super duper good for you. So during the fall season when pumpkins are really popular and everyone's carving their pumpkins, remember, you know, scoop out that pumpkin, clean up those seeds, and roast them and eat them. Buy pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds are super good for you. So are the seeds from squashes. So if you have any kind of squash that you're cooking, you know, we gut them out and we often throw away all that slimy stuff in those seeds because we don't think we can do anything with it. Save those seeds. And it's super easy. You just scoop out those seeds, rinse them off, put them on a cookie sheet, 
little bit of olive oil, a little bit of Himalayan pink salt, throw them in the oven, roast them up, and snack on them while your squashes are cooking. So it's always good to have those around. They're so good for you on so many levels. They're high in magnesium, they're high in zinc, they're high in Bs, they're super good for you. Um, so, and dark chocolate is really good for you too. So a little piece of dark chocolate every day um, is really high in zinc and it has a lot of antioxidants and it's really good for you. So if you have a sweet tooth and you're trying to get that under control before you get pregnant, um, dark chocolate is always a, a little special snack that you can have. Um, here at the Santa Clarita Birth Center, we always have some dark chocolate in our cabinets because we do love dark chocolate right here. So to, um, so just to give you a quick overview, so when you're trying to get pregnant, first thing you wanna do is start eating a really healthy diet. So cut out your refined sugars, try to stop eating fast food, try to start cooking your meals, and you're getting lots of whole grains, lots of dark green leafy vegetables, lots of fruits, um, foods that are high in zinc, high in magnesium. Take a prenatal vitamin that's got methylfolate, and you're looking at about 800 micrograms at least of methylfolate. Um, and then you're gonna start checking your basal body temperature to see when you're ovulating, right? Because having lots of sex is awesome, but if you're really, really concerned about getting pregnant and you feel like you, know, you really wanna get this thing nailed down, you wanna make sure that you're doing it during your fertile time, because we only have a few days where we're fertile in the entire month, so um, you can have sex all the time. That's super great. If you're not having sex all the time, you wanna be really strategic. Check your basal body temperature and see where that rise is so you know and you know you can get a um you know you start tracking so you know what your rhythm is you can start saying okay i know that i'm ovulating day 12 day 14 12 18. you might be having 35 day cycles right so you want to track when that temperature rises by four tenths of a point for two to three days in a row that indicates that your progesterone is rising if you're not getting that rise in progesterone you're gonna really look at that diet. If you've cleaned up your diet and we don't have any other medical conditions that we're looking at, you're not partaking in excessive alcohol, you're not smoking cigarettes, you're not abusing any uh, pharmaceutical prescriptions, you're not doing any recreational drugs, you're not abusing anything in your body, you are eating a healthy diet, then we're gonna look at how can we, okay, I've changed my diet, I've gotten my rich foods in there, but my progesterone still seems to be off. We love acupuncture. We find that to be, it's definitely evidence-based for fertility. Also, there's an herb called uh, chaste fairy, which um, we talk about, it's also called Vitex, V like Victor, I-T like Thomas, E-X. Chaste berry is the herb, Vitex is the brand, so you can buy this product. We know that that's really helpful for stabilizing your progesterone it also helps decrease your estrogen. Sometimes we're too estrogen dominant, which makes us progesterone deficient, right? So we have this hormone imbalance. So we wanna make sure that we're getting those hormones well aligned so we have a healthy ovulation time. So um, there are some herbs that you wanna avoid that are estrogen dominant herbs. Um, Dong Kwai is one of those herbs. The cohoshes, right? Some women take black or blue cohosh um, when they're like during their menstrual cycle when they're crampy, but those cohoshes are really estrogen dominant and might actually cause your progesterone to be too low. So we don't want you taking any of those cohoshes. 
no dong kwai, um, decrease many people, I don't know very many people that take hops as a supplement, but hops are in beer, right? So lots of beer might not be so good for your progesterone, so uh, decrease your beer. Not saying you can't drink alcohol at all, but um, you know, if you're binge drinking beer, stop doing that. Um, interesting, I did not know this, lavender, tea tree, lavender and tea tree. Back off on your lavender and tea tree because those are estrogen dominant. And I believe when we're talking about tea tree, sure, you can diffuse, first of all, you can diffuse lavender, it's, it's pretty benign. But um, I wouldn't be putting lavender on every day. Certainly do not ingest lavender. There are, are some products out there that are enterocoated lavender, which means they're like, it's lavender prepared in such a way that you can ingest it and it can get through the digest, digestive tract without breaking down and get to wherever it needs to be inside your intestines to where it can be effective. So if you're doing any of that orally ingesting lavender, pitch the lavender. Don't be orally ingesting tea tree oil at the time of trying to conceive because it can have an effect on your progesterone. And um, licorice, which um, I love licorice. I eat licorice all the time. So again, I'm not trying to get pregnant, but uh, if you're noticing that you're having a fertility problem, you might want to decrease, if you're eating a lot of licorice or drinking licorice tea, um, don't be doing that. And rhodiola. Rhodiola is something that we recommend often in the postpartum period for sleep and stress and adrenal support. Um, so if you're doing any supplements with rhodiola and you're trying to get pregnant, perhaps you want to decrease that rhodiola. Um, so those are the things to avoid because they are estrogen dominant. Um, so again, we're looking at increasing those dark green leafies, getting your nuts and seeds, getting your diet into some healthy eating habits. And let's talk about exercise. So many women are concerned, can you continue to exercise? Should you be exercising? Should you start a new exercise regime? Well, since you're not pregnant yet, exercise is excellent. Exercise is excellent in pregnancy as well, but you don't want to start any new exercise regime really in your first trimester. So if you're going to start some new exercise routine, do it in this preconception time. Exercise is excellent. It helps with circulation, it encourages you to eat better, it makes you feel better about your body, it helps get your body into that right, you know, zone of where it's a healthy zone for your, you know, your body weight for your body. Let me talk about body weight and this concept of, you know, weight gain, weight loss, being fat, being skinny. Um, your BMI, not everybody has the same BMI. If you have somebody who's got a high BMI and somebody who's got a low BMI, it doesn't mean one is more healthier than the other. I have a fairly low BMI. It doesn't mean I am more healthy than somebody with a high BMI. We have women with high BMIs that are far more healthy, right? So looking at a person's body type, you cannot identify whether they are healthy or not. So this concept that we have in our culture about being skinny is healthy, um, that is not true, okay? So we have some women that have a really high BMI. They definitely are larger women and they are super duper healthy and that is where their bodies live. So we don't, we really try not to focus um, here in our practice, we try not to focus on the number on the scale, okay? And there's so much commercialism and just so much stuff out there 
in our media telling women that they have to be skinny and they have to have this certain looking body to be healthy. And that is not okay. It is not true. All, whatever your body type is, as long as you're not abusing alcohol and drugs, pharmaceuticals, you're eating home-cooked, healthy food, uh, you exercise on a regular basis, and that doesn't mean you have to, you know, go to the gym every day for two hours. It means that you walk regularly, you do some kind of relaxation technique regularly, maybe you do some yoga at home, maybe you have a little YouTube video that you watch, but you're mindful of what you're putting into your body, and you're mindful about some exercise, okay? That's what's important. Do not get attached to this number on the scale, because that is not the be-all and end-all of healthiness, okay? So, um, everybody has a different body size. We all carry body fat in a different way. And, um, and I don't know what's right for your body. I know what's right for my body, but my body is not your body. So, um, there you have it, okay? So, don't get, don't get fixated on that number on the scale. Oh, I have to get down to this weight, which is never a weight you've ever maintained ever in your entire life. And suddenly, you know, it's like when you're getting married, you suddenly want to, like, drop all this weight so you can get into your wedding gown and then you never maintain that weight again. I mean, you have to be realistic and get into a, be in the body that feels good for yourself, right? And try not to, try to shut out the noise from our media that tells us that this certain body type is correct, okay? So, um, so you're gonna be eating healthy. You're gonna be checking, checking your basal body temperature. You're going to get in with a healthcare provider to make sure you know that, that your body is ready to get pregnant because in our practice, we don't wanna do a well person exam, a pap smear, once you're pregnant. We'd like to do it before pregnancy and we will do it after your pregnancy, but we really don't, it's very uncomfortable. We put a speculum in there in that first trimester, swab in the cervix, it makes people a little bit anxious and we're not always gonna do anything. Like, if we have an abnormal pap in that first trimester, we have to then make some decisions about what are we going to do with this information and how will it affect this pregnancy? So let's just get that taken care of before you get pregnant, right? Um, so, healthy lifestyle. Get off any, check with your healthcare provider about any pharmaceuticals that you're on that are prescription medications to make sure that it is safe to be pregnant. I can't really address that in a, in a wide classroom and in a, in a live situation like this because everyone's personal situation is very unique and I would never wanna give you any advice that's not appropriate. So if you are listening to this as a podcast and you're not listening to it live right now, you can, um, down below, you can write your questions and comments and we'd be happy to try to answer any questions that are appropriate, but, um, some questions we can't answer because we're not your healthcare provider. So we, we, we strongly recommend that you get a good provider and um, make sure that any medications you're taking are appropriate that you can maintain them through your pregnancy. Um, and if you can't maintain them through your pregnancy, let's see if we can switch you to something that is appropriate for pregnancy. So you want to, um, yeah, have a healthy lifestyle. Uh, medications, vaccines, super hot topic. I am not gonna talk about being pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine, but there are some things if you're traveling to developing countries and you might wanna get some vaccines before you get pregnant. There are some things that are recommended in pregnancy, some things are recommended after pregnancy. 
So uh, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, has a great website. You can go on there and look at vaccines that are safe to get during pregnancy, things that you want to get before pregnancy or after pregnancy. This is not a topic on whether you should get vaccines or you should not get vaccines. It's a very personal choice. It is a way super duper hot topic and I don't really want to engage in that conversation right now. Um, it's really, I believe in your personal choice and informed decision making is where we're at. So um, I'm gonna leave the vaccination thing right there. Get your folic acid in or your methylfolate in. 800 micrograms is recommended in pregnancy. Stop drinking alcohol, stop smoking cigarettes, don't be abusing street drugs. Um, maintain your healthy weight. Make sure your home environment is safe. Make sure you have a safe place to live, that you're, you're, um, there's no domestic violence going on. If you are not in a safe environment, we encourage you to perhaps not get pregnant, right? And if you need someone to talk to about that, again, the CDC, if you are not local to the Santa Clarita Valley, or to Los, greater Los Angeles metropolitan area, um, we would be happy to help you. We would be happy to refer you out to people in your area. But the CDC also has nationwide resources for you, and it's a great resource to go to. Um, mental health is really important. So um, again, we are happy to refer you to resources to make sure you are in a place mentally healthy if you are in, on any kind of antidepressants anti-anxiety medications, some of those can be safe in your pregnancy. We do not recommend that you stop taking any prescribed um, medication unless you're under the supervision of a healthcare provider. So don't just stop your cold turkey antidepressants. That might not be the appropriate thing for you. So you do want to check in with a healthcare provider to see what's right for you. And um, um, yeah, so there you have it. So some preconception ideas, right? It's a super exciting time. We want to make sure that you get some healthy habits before you get pregnant. Hydration is important. Nutrition is important. Cooking your foods are important. Healthy weight, all those things that we just talked about. Um, so if you have any questions, uh, concerns, things you want to talk about further, again, if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, Specifically, we are in the Santa Clarita Valley. We're close to the San Fernando Valley, the Antelope Valley, Kern County. Um, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to comment below if you're not listening to it, or if you're listening to it live, if you're not listening to it live, mm, post your questions below. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. You can check us out on YouTube. We will be uploading this to a podcast. Uh, go to our website, scvbirthcenter.com. And we love to refer out to our sister midwives throughout the, the nation and throughout the counties. Um, so there you go. And next month, we're going to be doing our next. So every, it's going to be the last Sunday of every month. Uh, you are free to join us here in the Santa Clarita Birth Center. It would be at 11 a.m. the last Sunday. And our next topic is... Now that you got pregnant, right? We talked about getting pregnant, so hopefully you're gonna get yourself knocked up and you're gonna come next month and talk about what do we do in this first trimester? Now you are pregnant. And let me tell you, all this planning and you're super excited to get pregnant, I will never forget when I found out I was pregnant the first time. I had been trying to get pregnant, we got pregnant pretty quickly and I got the news that I was pregnant and I literally fell down on the ground. I literally fell down on the ground and thought, oh my gosh, what have I done? 
uh oh, I actually did this thing that I wanted to do. Now I'm not sure I, I what did I do? I, I don't know that I want to do this thing. I don't know. Oh my gosh, my life is going to change. And I kind of panicked there for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, I got it together and, and I have two beautiful grown children now and I'm, and I love them to death and I wish I had a bunch more, but, um, so yeah, so we're going to talk about, okay, now that you got yourself knocked out, now what do you do? So please stay tuned for next month and we hope that you come and join us in person. So thanks for joining us today and have an awesome rest of your Sunday.